Welcome to the start of a new series, Courage Over Fear. Over the next seven or eight weeks, we're going to be looking into several chapters in the book of Joshua and examining together a time of transition within the nation of Israel. We're going to use this series to consider our own seasons of uncertainty, transition, obedience and victory, as well as the freedom that we all have in Jesus. And I believe that through this series, we will be encouraged to think about how we react to life transitions and to have courage and not fear. So today we start right at the beginning of the book of Joshua in order that we can see something that I think is very important about being ready for transition and for change. Transitions in a person's life can, I guess, be uh, a pretty big deal, especially when they are unexpected. And I think that some people probably take transitions very well, whilst others will find them quite challenging. And transitions involve change, and because it's really our nature to find some kind of established rhythm, and once we've found that, to stick to it, if we get thrown off from that, it can really rock our world. And I think we'd all agree that there are good changes in our lives, uh, but there are also those not-so-good changes too. And I know that those can be tough for all of us. These unexpected life changes are just not easy to handle. The book of Joshua is fast-paced and it tells a story of real people who were faced with constant change. At the beginning of the book, the nation's leader, Moses, has just died. And what does God do? Well, he appoints Joshua as their new leader hence the name of the book. And it's important to understand, I think, that Joshua wasn't given this position because God had run out of choices or somehow needed to make a snap decision. God deliberately chose Joshua for this task, for this role, and for this huge responsibility. Things are changing in the nation of Israel. And God gets right to the point and moves on with a new leader, giving him immediate instructions and encouragements, which we see in these first six verses of chapter one. And so the nation is now expected to follow this new man. Can you imagine being Joshua? I think it would probably feel incredibly challenging and as I think about following a man like Moses, that must have been quite overwhelming. But the fascinating thing about Joshua's newfound leadership is that it wasn't really new, newly found at all. If we just read the book of Joshua, then it can appear as if he comes out of nowhere. And we might want to ask, well, where did God find this guy or, or how did he get picked for the job? But Joshua actually started his own leadership training very early on in his life. He was born during Israel's Egyptian bondage. And it was during this time that he undoubtedly learned some very valuable lessons under the taskmasters of Egypt. And I think it's fair for us to imagine that he must have learned things like submission, 
obedience and hard work, and that these lessons would then follow him everywhere he went. And we're also told in Exodus chapter 24 and chapter 32 that Joshua was right by Moses' side as his minister or assistant. So he's serving him in the shadows, but still fulfilling his own life's calling at this stage in his life. So Joshua was always undergoing training. And that's because God knew that he would need Joshua for this moment in time. And I think the important lesson here is that Joshua didn't become a great leader overnight. It took years of serving, of obeying and honoring and laboring in those tasks that were before him in those moments. And I don't think it was always glamorous, but it was his calling. One of the key responsibilities that we all have as Christians is that of sharing the good news of Jesus with others and of being involved in leading them to their own personal relationship with God. And this is a responsibility for us as individuals and for us as a church. All of us, in a sense, I believe, are called to be leaders. But before any of us can really be leaders, we must learn to be followers. We need to learn to work with others, to obey and to serve, and to honour those who we are under. I found it very interesting during this lockdown to think again about just how dependent we've all become on instant. We have access to just about anything nowadays, and we can get just about anything we want in a relatively short time. Companies uh, like Amazon spoil us now with their prime shipping. And I believe that what this has done has conditioned us to a point where we think we can get anything we want quickly and without too much effort. Someone says, here, watch this workout video and you can lose 20 pounds. And we think, yep, that's what I need to do. Or we see an advert that says, get your bachelor's degree in 10 months. Or another one that says, do this five-minute survey and win 10,000 pounds. It's as if we want the achievement and the accomplishment with as minimal effort as possible. But I'm sure that we all know the saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Joshua didn't become a great leader overnight, and neither will any of us. It's not a matter of serendipity that you or I are going through whatever it is we're going through in our lives. And I mean that beyond this current pandemic situation. God is deeply interested in making us into the people that we're meant to be. And it's very possible that God is right now moulding and shaping each one of us through our own personal situations. And so we need to learn to submit to these life lessons as they come along. We won't become who God wants us to be overnight or by taking some miracle pill. We become the people that God wants us to be by practicing obedience. Joshua's obedience was going to come in very handy 
as he was going now to have to completely obey and trust God as he leads a very difficult group of people through a very difficult time of change. And God told Joshua that he was going to have to lead the people to cross the river, to overcome their enemy, and to share out the land. And what's really quite interesting here is that God doesn't give any details to Joshua about how he was going to do this. And why is that, I wonder? Well, I think it's because God already knows that Joshua will obey, that Joshua will trust him because that's what Joshua is already in the habit of doing. So I wonder, could God make that same assumption about us? How many of us, as children, got into trouble when we didn't do as we were told the first time, when we didn't obey? And now with our own children, we have to teach them early on about what to do and what not to do, not to do the wrong things. And we don't do this because we don't like our children and we want to make their lives miserable. We do it because we love them and even because it could perhaps even save their lives later on. So imagine God calling our children to not do something, trying to get their attention, but they're just not accustomed to doing as they're told, and they're not listening to anybody. The consequences of not obeying the creator God, the creator of the universe, are really serious. And as Christian parents, we need to teach our children to obey because we want them to learn to listen to, to hear and to obey the voice of God. I guess another question for us then as adults is, are we listening? Are we listening to the voice of God? Are we obeying the voice of God? Or are we doing our own thing? Are we scared of change? Do we pretend that we can't hear? So what's the point here in this opening passage in the book of Joshua? Well, I think it's this. Transition and change aren't always easy to deal with. But throughout our lives, God is trying to prepare us and call us so that we can fulfill specific tasks when he needs us to. And if we want to be able to deal with these times of transition and changes in our own lives, then we must be people in the habit of obedience so that we will be ready to answer God's call when it comes. Everything that Joshua knew was changing around him. But he was able to deal with it and to respond to God's call on his life because he was in the habit of listening to God. He was in the habit of obeying God. Facing transition and change with courage and not with fear begins with developing good habits. It's what we would call disciplines. And it begins with practicing obedience to God. We might even say, and this will probably come as no surprise to you, that what we need to be doing is deliberate discipleship. 